Greetings! Welcome to Film Gazers, a podcast focusing on the science fiction, horror, fantasy trinity, and 20th century entertainment. I'm Steph. I'm Jess. We're cousins slash besties. Join us as we reminisce, discuss, and review films from our childhood. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so we are going to conclude our America Month. America. The Month of America. In this episode with A League of Their Own, uh, we did Independence Day, and we are going to kick off August with Back to School. Back to School. Back to School. This was Jess's idea. She really wanted to watch Now and Then, which feels like a Back to School movie to you. Mm Mm-hmm. I have good recollections of that one. I guess because it focuses on summer, like the summer before you go back to school. Exactly. Yeah. I get the same... Get those vibes because that's also when I watched it a lot, mm-hmm. and I was obsessed with Christina Ricci mm-hmm. back then. She was like the it girl, yeah, for the Casper young teen. She movies. got to kiss Devin Sawa. I yeah, <laughs> she got to kiss somebody else in this movie. <laughs> You're kissing everybody, kissing everybody, yeah. Uh, and then we also had a suggestion from Christopher over at Time Shifters podcast uh, for Rock and Roll High School. And we're like, yeah, we're down. Let's do it. Because um, one, we hadn't come up with a second one yet for back to school. <laughs> <laughs> and so we appreciate the suggestion. And uh, we've never seen this one either. I've heard of it. And you hadn't heard of it. I don't think so. But you are familiar with the Ramones. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, we're down. It's going to be fun. Sounds good. Back to school. Back to school. And that's kind of uh, what we're scheduled out as. September is... Uh, TBA. TBD. <laughs> what else have you been doing? What you been watching? Um, it's been kind of stressful for me lately. Yes. I didn't know if you were going to want to share, but... I've talked about Dave on the podcast before. Mm-hmm. He's been having some health problems. Um, so it's been stressful. Um, so when I'm at home, I want to watch something a little comforting. Mm-hmm. So I've been watching Botched. <laughs> Watching people's bad surgery that they did to themselves and then getting it fixed. There's nothing better to me. While someone in your life is in a medical emergency. I'm like, well, at least it ain't this. (laughs) There's something deeply wrong with this. I don't, probably. It's soothing to me. I don't know why. So you're watching a lot of bots to to calm uh, yourself. Yes, there's, I think there's nine seasons. I'm on. (laughs) Jesus. There's not nine. There's, it's between seven and nine. I'm getting close. (laughs) I'm on like the second to last season. Dear God. (laughs) Plowing through. So I take it that's taken most of your time. That's been taken most of my free time, you know, and, or I'll watch, wash dishes while watching it. (laughs) All right. Right on. Yeah. Right on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, um, I have been watching a lot of Dragon Ball Z. I'm in a big arc uh, at the Frieza fight. This is like, I think, I guess what you would say the first big fight uh, besides Vegeta and Dragon Ball Z. I'm feeling it. Uh, we had one, we've technically had two movie nights since last we recorded. Um, Andrew picked The Godfather. We watched that. Super fucking long movie. Epic. But yes. it's an epic. I loved it in high school. I was really into this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I was I, more into Scarface. Ah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> everyone mm-hmm. has their Pacino. <laughs> <laughs> Which Pacino are you? <laughs> and uh, I was definitely a Godfather Pacino. And I've also read the book. Mm, um, okay. Which is very graphic. Oh, probably <laughs> really long also. It's very long. Yes, it is very detailed. Like, you get into the finer nuances of, like, their marriages and things like that. Um, Interesting. Yeah, so it was good to watch it again. I hadn't watched The Godfather probably 15 years, maybe. You know, oh, it had wow. been a long yeah. time. Like I like, was obsessed with it, and then it's such a long, epic movie. You're like, okay. I don't want to have time uh, for it. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather watch eight hours of t- television. <laughs> That's well. It's funny that you mentioned that because this week was my week to choose movie night, and I almost thought about doing The Godfather too. Like, let's just do it, right? 
No, I went with like just watching a bunch of Dragon Ball in a row because so, it's in the big fight. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, we'll treat it like a movie. Right. Uh, and then we ended up, of course, um, Andrew did watch uh, this movie that uh, I watched last night for the podcast. So I'm almost treating that too as a movie night. So yeah, not a lot of watching for me either. I've been also falling asleep yet again on the couch. That's what I was going to say, so, same. So now it's to just barbecue showdown because <laughs> I did finally finish Bake Off. <laughs> No, I fall asleep to botched. <laughs> I take my pre-nap before I can yeah. get up and go to bed. <laughs> so that's what we've been up to. And just, I mean, Dave is doing better at least, just to throw that out there. So that's uh, positive. He's and we're feeling better. wishing mm-hmm. him a speedy recovery and, you know, getting healthy and we're all being, of that. being, like they say on botched, cautiously optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> So, in this episode, we watched 1992's A League of Their Own. It was released July 1st, Mm. 1992. Nice. So, also a big July, uh, early July release movie. Running time, 128 minutes. It was directed by Penny Marshall. Screenplay by Lowell Gans and Babalu Mandel. (laughs) Story by Kelly... Candale and Kim Wilson. It was produced by Elliot Abbott and Robert Greenhut, starring <laughs> Gina Davis, Tom Hanks, Madonna, Lori Petty, John Lovitz, David Strathairn, Gary Marshall, Bill Pullman. So I just want to point out, <laughs> just real quick, that this was what normally I get these the basics right here from Wikipedia because mm-hmm. it just has all of it right there. You know, that's all I need to know the credits. But sometimes. It leaves out so many important actors in the casting one. Because it's only giving us the names that, like, most people, I guess, would recognize. Right. But, like, half the women aren't even on. It's a league of their own, and they're still casting mostly men in the cast. Like, John <laughs> like, Lovitz, he's, he's only nothing. in, like, the... Yeah, first. yeah, yeah. And Bill Pullman, same thing. Which right. also, I also totally forgot Bill Pullman was in this. So how appropriate that, like, the month of America ended up also being kind of, like... <laughs> Bill Pullman. <laughs> it was Bill Pullman month, unbeknownst to us. So that he was snuck it in there. On <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. <laughs> like Dave, Dave last night was like, "Okay, now watch his acting. Watch his acting." He's like, <laughs> Andrew even was like. Bill Pullman, um, weird choice for like that he just was as popular as he was. <laughs> like, it was the voice, I guess. I don't know, man. Something, something about him. I get yeah, it because I'm into it. <laughs> <laughs> Cinematography by Miroslav Andrasek. That's what I'm going to go with. Sounds good. Uh, edited by George Bowers. Music by Hans Zimmer. <laughs> the budget was $40 million. And the box office was 132.4 million. Nice. It was a critical success. Oh, was it? <laughs> yes, it was. I remember. And on to the facts. In 2012, the Library of Congress selected it for preservation in the United States National Film Registry as culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant. Oh. Which one was it? I don't know. That is, I guess, what... It is aesthetically pleasant. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There have actually been two failed TV series based (laughs) on it. Uh, One was tried in 93 on CBS and another in 2022. I thought I saw something on that. Apparently. Yeah. I didn't... Didn't take off. Nope. Uh, The Rockford Peaches... (laughs) (laughs) The Rockford Peaches were real. In fact, it's one of the only original four teams to play all 12 years the league existed. Nice. Um, So, yeah, a fact check reveals, though, that the Peaches actually finished last in 1943. (laughs) Like, completely last. No, that's a bummer. They would go on to win the championships in later years. Uh, Gina Davis's character Dottie Henson 
There was a lot of conflicting information when I looked this up. There were like four different women where they're like, Dot is based on this person, this person, this, oh no, she's based on this person. So I think she's supposed to be kind of like an amalgamation of probably a lot of these women. Um, but the one that she mentioned the most was an actual Hall of Famer, and her name was Dorothy Dottie Kamenchek. Mm. Um, the real life Dottie was a left handed first baseman. And uh, prior to joining the girls' league, she won three softball championships in Cincinnati. Okay. Um, so, director Penny Marshall had found her inspiration for her film actually from a documentary called A League of Their Own. And it was um, the film's uh, co-writer, Kelly Candell, who did the documentary because she was actually re- related to her own mother was in the league. So, oh, okay. yeah, so that's kind of how all of these people ended up working together. Yeah, of actually making, you know, this more fictional film, though. So, yeah, that's where they met the other uh, screenwriter, Gans, and he's like a nerdy baseball junkie is how they described him. So that's where it kind of, yeah, all began with the writing um, of this story. Uh, so, yeah, now about the writer, Candell, her mother was named Helen, and she also had an older sister named Margaret. So there really was a sister team, mm-hmm. and it was Helen and Margaret. Helen started as an outfielder with the Minneapolis Millerettes in 1944, and the older sister, Margaret, joined the Millerettes the same year as an infielder. Um, they also spent time playing for the Fort Wayne Daisies, and Helen won the batting title in 1945. So the writers' moms and aunt basically were like badasses too in this uh, ladies' league. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Jimmy Dugan is fictitious, 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 fictitious. fictitious. I cannot, fictitious. I cannot speak today. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> My brain can't spit out the words nope. real good. Nope. <laughs> it cannot. It cannot. <laughs> Um, he was, though, loosely inspired by two real-life baseball players from that era, and that was Jimmy Fox and Hack Wilson, which Hack. are ridiculous names. <laughs> uh, similar to Hanks's character, they both drank themselves out of their careers. Mm. Um, Fox was a three-time MVP who won two batting titles, um, but by his mid-30s, Done. <laughs> he drank too much. That's sad because that's not that old. Maybe yeah. it was older back then. And he did, though, end up managing the Fort Wayne Daisies for a season. So it's the, probably that's okay. the one who's probably more kind of based on it because he, he did manage a girls league. Instead of it being Harvey Bars, there really, though, was a candy mogul, but it was a chewing gum. It was Wrigley. Oh. Yeah. Philip Wrigley K. Field. Wrigley. Okay who had inherited the Chicago Cubs baseball organization from his father, was responsible for initiating the creation of the Girls Professional Baseball League. So, yeah, the chewing gum mogul. Yeah, like so everything like that. So Crazy. That's what that's inspired by in the movie. Um, and then there is also, because I think we've all noticed the scene where they have um, the women of color, the black ladies over mm. on the side, and when she throws the ball and she's supposed to be like, oh, they're like, ouch, like she yeah, threw it so yeah. hard. Um, that was a uh, direct tribute to Mammy Peanut Johnson. Uh, she is throwing it to, yeah, Dottie Henson's character. So the association had formally acknowledged the injustice that was done to Mammy Johnson because she had, like, tried out for a lot of these things, and they just would not let her because she was black. Mm -hmm. Like, that's straight up. That's what happened. Um, So it's bullshit, of course. And uh, so in 2017, they gave her an honorary... Or I'm sorry, she passed away in 2017, but in 2006, she was given an honorary membership. Oh, so she was still alive? Yes. So in her lifetime, you know, they acknowledged her, at least before she did pass. But I'm like, well... That's kind of the movie I want to see after, yeah. <laughs> you know, That's like, what they should. reading about that. Yeah, like, I was like, yeah, if you're going to do a league of their own, like, Sequel. that's, like, what they should look into mm-hmm. is something along those lines. They probably will after we came out with this. Yeah, <laughs> we'll find out two weeks <laughs> Amazon trying it again. Yeah. 
Anyway, so casting apparently took forever. We were trying to get actresses who actually played baseball, so that narrowed down the field, wink, wink, right away. <laughs> so it turns out Betty Spaghetti is Penny Marshall's daughter. Oh, okay. And she really did try out, though, and do the auditions and everything, uh, because her cousin was wanting to. So it's almost like reflects the movie, like she only did it because the cousin wanted mm. to, and then she ended up actually be really pretty decent at baseball, yeah. and then her mom was even like... What the heck? Like, called her up because she's like, you made it like the top 20 girls. Like, I didn't hear, like, she's like, well, how did you, like, do that? So she did, like, earn her right to be there. Um, Lori Petty apparently auditioned, like, eight times. Oh, okay. So, like, a lot of, like, they said at the time, like, every girl and woman in Hollywood, like, you wanted to this land role. a role. Yeah, in this movie. So... Lori Petty went hard, but then, like, Gina Davis only had to audition at Penny Marshall's house, and she, like, just threw Penny a baseball, and Penny's like, you're hired. (laughs) I mean, with that face. I know. I'm like, she's fucking Gina Davis. Yeah. (laughs) But that's the thing, too, though. I think Penny Marshall, or I'm sorry, it was, oh, that's because also Demi Moore was her first choice, not Gina Davis. So I think Demi um, was pregnant. So she had to just make, like, oh, okay, well, I have to choose someone else because Demi Moore's not going to do the movie. <laughs> like, so that's why I guess Gina Davis was, like, Ooh, quickly given the I role, she's maybe. she's, like, regretting that decision. Oh. <laughs> Being pregnant. <laughs> I wonder which one was it, just, rumor? Damn, there's a rumor that you suck. <laughs> you blew my audition. <laughs> That could have been me. <laughs> and then the last funny <laughs> casting decision that didn't happen was um, uh, they wanted Jim Belushi for Tom Hanks' role. <laughs> Jim Belushi? Uh, yeah, Jim Belushi. Okay. So that would have been a little different. I mean, I do think I'm like, oh, I can see it. I can 100% see Belushi in that mm-hmm. in that role, that character. I feel like that's kind of who he is. <laughs> As a person, anyway? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I love Tom Hanks in this. I did. Yeah, he's great. Like, he nails that Mm -hmm. drunk guy act. And so, this movie also basically opened up Gina Davis to um, kind of being an athlete. Uh, She wasn't, like, athletic. She thought, like, very much. uh, Never really did sports and kind of avoided them because she said she always felt, like, very lanky and awkward. And uh, she said it changed her life, though, doing the movie uh, because she realized, oh, because even they did have to learn how to play baseball and all of that. And the people are like, no, you're actually pretty good. You know, like you, you sure you didn't play in high school or something mm-hmm. like that. So it actually led to her. Uh, she did the 1999 Olympic trials for archery. Like, wow. like, yeah. <laughs> like, so, Gina. Uh, yeah. So I'm like, she really is like a badass, like Dottie, basically. She also pulled off uh, her stunt doing the splits. Really? That was her. Impressive. All her. Uh, she did uh, say, give give her time to work up to it. So she requested that they film the scene, like, way later in their shooting yeah. schedule so she could, like, practice work doing the splits it. again and stuff. Yeah. And, uh, but she did it. And she was like, the only thing is, that was different than in the movie, is that she didn't hop right back up. She had to have people help her up. <laughs> the hell, I said. <laughs> yeah, she was like, no, I was stuck there. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty funny. So yeah, I got uh, all of those facts from Women's Health, actually. Nice. Uh, also, History versus Hollywood, where you can find a lot on History versus Hollywood of um, more about the real women's league and everything during that time, mm. and all of the baseball... Um, and the real women players and things like that. It was so it was really cool to read about. And of course, Wikipedia with their shitty cast list. <laughs> <laughs> with that, Jess is gonna read that Yago Gold Summary. Summary. World War II in full swing. Most baseball players were drafted, so several owners formed the All American Girls Baseball League in an attempt to save the sport. Nearly 50 years later, a star player, Dottie Henson, makes a journey to the Baseball Hall of Fame and reminisces when she and her little sister Kit join the team. Memories include the hardships and difficulties they had to establish themselves with baseball professionals, the public, and each other as they lived the lives of female athletes in the 1940s. 
the last time you watched this one? Um, I actually watched the first half of it recently, within the year. And then you did not finish it? And I didn't finish it and forgot about it, I guess. But <laughs> prior to that, I hadn't watched it in, eesh, 10, 12 years, maybe? Mm-hmm. Yeah, same thing. I don't think I've watched it at least in over a decade. Mm-hmm. It had been a while. Because um, I didn't even really super hardcore remember the ending uh, when, like, they trade her and stuff. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Like, I for- I guess I blocked out how disappointing the end of this movie, I feel like. It's- oh. <laughs> so I think that's yeah. what happened. Because yeah. Andrew did remember. And he even was like, oh, don't you remember? And he was like, oh, well, I'll... He's like, it'll come back to you. Yeah. Like, you know, he's like, it's so disappointing. I know. So, yeah, I think I blocked that out, and it had been a while. I obviously, the recollections I had the most were, like, the the cast of character. You know, like, yeah, oh, yeah, there's yeah. this big cast of women, and Madonna, and Gina Davis being a badass. And uh, I always remember not liking Kit very much. Mm-hmm. Um, I always thought she was annoying as mm-hmm. a kid. But I always loved, I watched a lot of this movie as a kid because mm-hmm. I played softball. You did, yeah. When I was young. So, mm-hmm. like, Ugh, good softball ladies movie, you know. Mm-hmm. And it was just a, a women empowering movie as it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I do remember that too of watching it and being like really like hyped, I yeah, guess. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, look what the women did in the 40s. Because right. you see so many, like, uh, war movies, which I'm not, like, this is, like, you know, like, oh, stupid men, they just went to war. <laughs> like, that's not what I'm implying. Just, you know, like, it's it's fun to have, like, a big cast of female movies. We don't have a ton of those, you know. Mm-hmm. So, especially with just how many good actresses were in this one. It was definitely an all-star cast yeah, for that time period. Exactly. So that was really cool. And that's kind of, yeah, what memories, you know, like the classic, the splits, you know, and her catching There's it, no which, crying in baseball. Yeah, there's no crying in baseball, of course. Still quote to this day. Like, mm-hmm. I think it was also, that was one of the facts I read, too, was um, that quote. You know, it's like one of the top 100 in movies, whatever quotes. There's no crying in baseball. Everyone mm-hmm. fucking knows that. Everybody fucking <laughs> knows that. All right, let's uh, fully get into it, shall we? Delve in. So they open with old Gina Davis. Oh my god. I forgot about this completely. I totally thought that it was makeup the whole time. It's not. It's a totally different actress. No, that's Gina Davis. No, there's a totally different actress. I looked it up. No way, really? Yes, all of them are all different actresses. Okay, because I even have in my notes, I'm like, why are all the other old women different actresses, because but Gina Davis is, is the all. same? No. How did they find that old lady that looked just like Gina Davis in makeup? <laughs> it is crazy. Well, and then they use Gina Davis's voice. You know, obviously, that's oh, why it makes it so the, authentic. Oh, okay, okay. How did that not come up in my facts? Because I was curious about that, and then it was getting late, and I kind of was, like, swamped into the actual history part. Yeah, because I was, at first, I was like, oh, my God, this makeup is amazing. Yeah. Like, she really looks authentically old. Or, yeah, her name's Lynn Cartwright. No way! Yeah. Here, and there's, I found a picture of, yeah, here's her and Gina Davis together. Oh, my God, that's crazy. Isn't it? But they even did really good on the makeup, because yeah. she still looks like a her own person in that photo. Oh, there's Lynn Cartwright when she was younger, though. Oh, she does look just like Gina Davis, almost. That's crazy. (laughs) Total doppelganger. I never knew that. That is insane. Yeah, because I literally thought everyone else was a different actress, and she was just Gina Davis in a lot of makeup. Same. That's yeah. crazy. That's well, I'm exactly glad you I found thought. that one. Yeah. Because I, I did not, yeah, it did not show nope. up in anything I was looking in. So I assumed, I'm like, oh, well, I guess. That's why I'm glad I read it. Was I was like, her. I wonder if Stephanie knows this. This no. is crazy. Yes. Bring it in the fun facts. Bring it in the fun. <laughs> you know the factness. But this is now, I will say, now that I am officially like a adult grown woman watching this movie and it had been so long since the last time I'd seen it. Dottie's character, little bit of a bitch. Yeah. Like, and not in a good way sometimes. Like, I feel like even in the beginning where she's like, oh, no, I don't want to go. It's just something I did. Like, it's like she's like a humble bragger. Exactly. It's almost like, oh, don't look at me, but look at me. Like, she's like like you. I know. 
you to beg me a little bit. <laughs> but, but I almost feel like she's like spiteful about it, though, a little more so uh, with Kit. Yeah. And I don't feel like you're like that way necessarily. Right. That might be just their sibling thing, too. Though. Yeah. Because even one thing I will say watching this, too, when I was younger, sometimes I would be like, oh, I can kind of relate to Kit. Because I was always kind of the younger girl in a lot mm-hmm. of situations. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't even like, oh, it's more of like, oh, I want to be older and people to like think I'm cool or think, I, you know what I mean? Like you, the feeling of being in uh, someone's shadow a little bit. Because yeah. like when I was younger and then you were like in, you know, your little older high schooler and I'm like, oh, just get, everyone probably thinks she's so pretty and smart or, you know, like whatever. <laughs> and you're like, I want to be like that too, but... You're like, oh, it's not my time to shine yet or something. But after this rewatch with that, I'm still like, Kit's still whiny. And they didn't show enough of, like, things to make you like Kit. Yeah. To justify the ending, to be honest. Right. Like, why does Kit get the fucking, yeah, Kit, 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 you guys won the thing. Like, the whole fucking movie. Let's just get it out of the way. Because I've been, it's been itching. I've been itching to talk about it. The whole fucking movie, we're following the fucking Rockford Peaches. Mm-hmm. We're following the sisters on the team together. If they would have just, like, cooled down, halted on the fucking <laughs> montages a little bit, and put in a little more substance of dialogue between the sisters, and, like, you know what I mean? Because it's like they go from like just montage, montage, everyone play ball, play ball, play, play ball. Oh, and then okay, all of a sudden, right. and then that's finally you have one little chunk of montages where, oh, they're not getting along. Mm-hmm. And then it just escalates into, I'm leaving, and you know, like drama. And again, though, they have that one little scene, but it's just not enough to show that, like, to make you like Kit. And to make you want to think like Gina Davis, oh, does care about her sister or wants her sister to have her heyday or whatever. I don't know. It just all felt kind of flat to me with this watch. With like the motivations or... Because yeah, like in the end she's like, oh, I'm happy my sister won. But I'm like, but you know you love baseball too. Like you have been... And why are you sacrificing it was my question. Like you, you don't... Yeah, you want a family, but you're not that old. Like you can have a family... And Bill Pullman was, like, on board. Yeah. He didn't like he care. Would, exactly. <laughs> like, he seemed, like, cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, my wife's baseball player. All right. And it felt like, but then I'm like, okay, well, maybe, is that what they're kind of implying with the Gina Davis character, Dottie? That Dottie's just always also doing things that are always expected of her. Like, she only joined the league because Kit wanted to. Um, while she does love baseball, to her, it made no difference. You know, like, she was happy just doing what she was doing at home. Yeah, you know, true. like Like, she just liked to play. Yeah, she just liked to play, necessarily. But Kit was the one with the big, you know, like, Goals oh, I want to get out of here and this and that. But, like, she's already been a married woman. Like, her husband's in the war. I think she just wanted her husband to come back and her to go on with her life, probably. <laughs> yeah. To an extent with that. But... And then that's one too when she's like, oh, well, I'm going to quit. We want kids or whatever. And then you're like, oh, wait, is Bill like Bill? Like that's his name's Bob in it. His character Bob. Bob. Bill or Bob? Bill or Bob. Billy Bob. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like, oh, well, is she just now doing her expectations? Because I'm like, bitch, you're in the middle of the fucking World Series and you're really? just going to quit? Like right. that also pissed me off. The whole ending of this film yeah, pissed me same. off. And I just wanted to. Go out the gate and say it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I agree. So that was kind of a letdown, um, considering. Especially, like, I'm like, we put up with, like, over two hours of montages. And then they don't even fucking win. Fuck you. I know. The peaches <laughs> don't even win. Fucking, what, Racine? Fucking Racine? <laughs> Racine. Dirt in the skirt. Racine. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> I guess that's what they say before they slide. Yeah. Oh, and that was uh, another fun fact I did find. Um, in the one scene where they're taking a picture of the one girl with a giant fucking yeah, bruise, bruise, that was real. Ugh. That girl really did. Like, they really would slide, and they were, like, playing, like, real in ball. Skirts. Yeah, in skirts uh, for a chunk of the movie. And 
Oh, that oh. whole bruise is real from the movie? Yeah, that oh, actress shit. really had that bruise. Like, that's legit. Because, like I oh. said, they really were, you know, playing yeah, baseball, yeah. basically, you know, in a lot of the scenes. So, uh, shit gets real. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and that was a thing, too. Um, oh, that was a wormhole I went down to last night. I was so late and tired, I kind of forgot <laughs> I did this. But I uh, found the real, like, hand uh, handbook they had for the league players, mm. for the women. Mm-hmm. They really did have to do etiquette school and all that bullshit. Oh, I'm sure And, like, 40s. the skirts were legit. Everybody's got to be a lady. Yeah, and the girls really did complain about, like, all of the horrible wounds they sustained from having to wear fucking skirts. And not like, pants. Yeah, yeah, and not pants. Um, the handbook was kind of almost what you would expect, like even in modern day stuff, some of it, it's not unreasonable. It's like, I feel like stuff they would do for like pageant people and you know, anything mm-hmm. where you're representing a whatever, but it is just ironic. Some of the stuff, cause you know what the base, the male baseball players at that time were like fucking drunks too. And like, you yeah. know, and they're like, Oh, the ladies have to. Be extra perfect. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I got into a wormhole, and I think I read that almost that whole handbook. <laughs> it was crazy to read. Like, I would have been a horrible woman back then. I would have just been feral and... <laughs> feral. <laughs> rabid. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been bad. Foaming <laughs> at the mouth. Um... So, I, I guess we kind of... We kind of, like... I would have lived in a cave. <laughs> <laughs> Coming out like like a crab. <laughs> crab people. Crab people. So this movie, though, is very much that classic 90s epic. Like, 100%. It follows the formula through and through. Hokey-ass music. Mm-hmm. You get your intro with where our humble cast of characters is uh, originating from. Mm-hmm. A little bit, like origin stories, or even if you don't see them getting picked up, you get the glimpses, the kind of introductions. Right. Well, that's that's what, from the beginning, her daughter, the one that was, like, packing her suitcase, and like, oh, you gotta go, you gotta go. She's like, oh, they won't even remember me. Like, mm-hmm. Gina Davis's daughter. I was like, she looks so familiar. And I tried to look her name up on the cast, could not find her hmm. anywhere. Um, and then I looked up this one person that it said was... I don't know if that's her. <laughs> and I thought she was the mother from Dutch. Do you remember that movie? With uh, Ed O'Neill. Oh, God. Vaguely? <laughs> oh, I still love it. <laughs> Vaguely remember <laughs> what you're talking Ethan about. Embry? Yeah. Maybe. I think she was the mother in that movie. But I looked it up and she wasn't. So now I can't place her. Hmm. So I guess if anyone knows insane. who so that lady is. If anybody knows who that lady is, please let me know. <laughs> and let me know what I know her from. <laughs> Read my mind. <laughs> please and thank you. Uh, yeah, so right away though. Yeah, like I said, you kind of get uh, like Dottie's old lady version. It just gave you the, oh, well... They won't even remember me. Tell me they will. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. I'm like, oh, I don't think I like that as much right now. I don't know. Well, what I thought was kind of sad was her daughter was just trying to be like, get the fuck out of the house. Like, I have two kids. I don't need you. Exactly. And like, then Kit shows up with like her whole entire family there to like support and cheer her on. There was like 50 people. With yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, well, that's fucking sad. Exactly, because that's what I thought, too, because I'm like, so her character, like... Her husband dies, and her kids are like, okay, get the fuck out, Mom. Yeah, but, oh, it's been a year that you haven't... Well, I think, no, that was more of, they're like, dude, you haven't left your house in, like, a year since Dad died. I think she was, like, They said this herself. winter, so... How, was it the spring? That's not that long. Oh, well, maybe. Well, and then I'm like, give her time to mourn. I know. Bob was a nice guy. Exactly. <laughs> they are married for like 50 years. Yeah, right? <laughs> but also just that the daughter wasn't there with her. Why yeah, was she exactly. by herself? That's why I, that was yeah. my question. I was like, Kitsha has like 50 people there. And, and then, they're all like holding hands like, Grandma, yay! And then they're even like, hey, Dottie! Like, so they have seen each other since. Yeah, they're not like estranged. Yeah, because in the beginning, even Dottie's like, oh, well, oh, she might be gallivanting off with her husband or something. And right. then, I don't know why, but in my head I was imagining them being like super like, Euro. <laughs> like, 
Finally, showed like the older like kid. Like, did like, it show her husband? I don't remember seeing. I mean, there was an her. old guy there with okay, her, I don't so I assume him. he was supposed to. Was be... he somebody that we knew from the movie? No, or no? I don't okay. think he would, was anything of any importance. Okay, <laughs> any importance um, other than he helped. He was a nobody. Those thirty people. <laughs> those thirty people. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so it seems like Dottie's life though kind of got sad I know and then she's all like well I'm gonna have kids I don't know it still just felt like though Dottie was very like one track minded of like her responsibilities I guess that's the way to put I it I just it was disappointing to me like Friends was disappointing to me where all Rachel got was Ross <laughs> <laughs> yeah Bob's a nice guy but that's all you get yeah and it seems like oh she <laughs> when you could have been like World Series player, like, Dotty the Diamond, or whatever the fuck. And it obviously, was. Kit could still have kids because look how many she had. So, who's the real winner here? Yeah, Dotty, not you. I know you gave up everything for no reason. Exactly, what that's like. what it felt like. Yeah, it felt like she was trying to like be a martyr for no reason. Exactly, or like that's exactly, or what like it was. sacrificing her her dreams. her own happiness yeah. for Kit's happiness. And then she when she really didn't have to. And then also, Kit's character could have just fucking. Like suck it up, up a little bit. Cup. Like they yeah. kept saying kid's sister, but how old was she supposed to be? I felt like that I mean the bitch looked twenty-five. <laughs> <laughs> she looked grown. She's a grown ass woman. <laughs> like Dottie, I will give Dottie's character this. Like she was reading the nuances of they all knew the league had to make money for them to continue mm-hmm. doing what they're doing. So them playing their boring ass baseball wasn't fucking working. So she spiced it up by doing the splits. Exactly. Think of that. And doing little tricks and catching things behind her back. Mm-hmm. Like there was nothing stopping them from trying to be better or catch up with Dottie. Also, I've been watching a lot of Dragon Ball. So I'm like, if you want to be the strongest fighter, you got to put some effort into it. <laughs> Like, if you want if you want to catch up to fucking Goku, Vegeta, then fucking work for it. Like, I don't know. That's where I'm kind of like, Kit's a little bitch. Like, <laughs> Dottie's kind of a stuck-up bitch. Like, they're, they all got a little bitch in them. Mm-hmm. They all kind of semi-disappointed me in the end. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I guess other than, I mean, Kit was whiny, but she did, like, turn things around. And I also think she did take her role seriously on the new team and like maybe that's where she was like oh I can kind of be myself because I'm not with my sister. I'm not sh- like in her shadow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I was like there's no way they would have got on the same team anyway. Right. <laughs> in a real tryout. Well unless they were just like oh it's a good story to put. Maybe. In. Yeah. Because remember the marketing guy Ira. Yeah was he watching <laughs> them try out? I think so. Or he was supposed to be, you know, like a part of it of choosing the stuff, I believe. Mule. Nag. (laughs) (laughs) I did like that part, though, and Lori Petty, I wrote it down in my notes. She's saying about how she's in her shadow or whatever Mm -hmm. at the beginning. She's like, and this is our other daughter, Dottie's sister. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Dottie's sister. (laughs) That made me giggle. That's where you get where Gina Davis is kind of a little shit because she's like, oh, I can't even walk faster than you, you know, and then yeah. she starts running like right. and then purposely beating her. But I always feel like she is trying to do it in an endearing way. She's not trying to make Kit feel inferior. You know, she's just still trying to like, oh, we're joking around. We're siblings. But the younger siblings, I think, after a while, probably don't appreciate that when it's fucking all the time, I'm sure. When they never get to win. Yeah. (laughs) So that's essentially, I guess if we talk about it that way, it's her finally giving her her sister the win. The The win. win. Yeah, the the win, basically. But still. (laughs) I know. I still, because even when we were talking about it last night, Dave was like, no, I don't think she dropped the ball on purpose. I was like, she totally dropped the ball on purpose. And he's like, see, it just rolled out of her hand. I was like, Gina Davis was way too good for that ball to have rolled out of mm-hmm. her hand. We, we've we all seen, like, yeah, they her established. Reflexes. Yeah, her reflexes and how well she there, can catch a there's ball. There's no way that that ball would have rolled out of her hand. Exactly. Unless it was on purpose. Exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> I had one note. Because I always like to, um, this might be the the podcast uh, episode name, because I always try to do yeah. a random quote, and uh, piss on your hat. <laughs> 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 
when they were, uh, this was when Kit and Gina get finally into it and they have their, their big fight. That's what one of the girls in the house just pipes up about her new hat yeah, or whatever. Gina Davis full on, piss on your hat. <laughs> I like that. But again, the drama. Because throughout the, the movie now, before we get to the big fight, again, this movie is the series of montages. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it really, I mean, I don't know any other way Which to describe Which I loved. It. I loved as a kid. Yeah. But as an adult, I'm kind of like, you're showing me almost the same thing. Yeah. Kind of over and over in some increments. And again, they I felt like there wasn't enough actual dialogue between... The, mo- the music montage mm-hmm. scenes of baseball. It was a music video starring Tom Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> or, yeah, or most of the the scenes like Such that a big band. went, <laughs> went <laughs> to Tom Hanks. <laughs> and so, which is kind of odd considering you're like, well, this is supposed to be all the fucking ladies, but okay. So we got to have Amanda anchor yeah, it. Yeah, let's show. Yeah, we got to have Amanda anchor it. Mm-hmm. That sounds about right. And he's a dick. Like, when oh, I was a kid, right away. he was so endearing, I felt like, like an endearing dick. Yeah. And then now watching it, I'm like, the guy's just a fucking asshole. Yeah. He's a drunken fucking asshole. Like, and the only reason why he starts getting into it is because he's going to get a bigger bonus for the World Series. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, he has the hots for Gina Davis. Yeah, basically. And then, exactly. So now let's get to the part where they are. The postman, the total dick of a postman. I know. And he's bringing the letter from the war department. And it's coming up and he's like walking. And Gina Davis's character Dottie and Betty Spaghetti, they're side by side. We both know they're married. We both know their husbands are in the war. And you're like, dear God, back then, you're like, oh my God, I hope it's Gina Davis's husband. Exactly. Because I wanted her to end up with... Tom Hanks. Shitty Tom Hanks. Like, yeah. And then watching it this go around, I'm like, why? Why did we ever want her to end up with shitty fucking Tom Hanks? Because it's the dream team. They can be the coach and the player. And they're in love. Yeah. I'm just like, this is when you realize, like, red flags. Right? Like, you realize that you were allowing red flags Especially when you wanted that. When you were rooting for that fucking relationship. And as an adult watching the There's No Crying in Baseball scene, when he gets in her face and yells at her. Yeah. I was like, God damn. Like, that is, like, intense. I mean, having worked in an environment where someone is kind of, like, yelling in your face like that and it's, like, high stress, there's certain line. There is, okay. So I... Like, I'm a very angry person, so I do kind of believe that there is some benefit sometimes and kind of, like... Expressing your anger? Ex- well, and to someone else, like, to hype them up. You know what I mean? Like, like I feel like... But it has to be a constructive way. And you, like you said, there's, like, a line. Now, when I would get yelled at, like, when I worked in a shop... That was where the line would get crossed. You know what I mean? And it was. Like, it's not inspiring you or, or giving you that oomph that you need to, it's like... It's just downgrading you. It's just downgrading you. Mm-hmm. And then it just beats you down. And then you don't want to fucking do it. You know? Or you like, don't want to do your best work. Exactly. So, I'm like... So, the one part of me was when it was just, like... Because what set out... And this is why I still laughed at this scene. Even though, like you said, it almost felt uncomfortable. Was because when he's, like... Because <laughs> he was like, do you think I cried when he yelled at me in front of the thing when my parents came to watch yeah. me play? You know, saying like he's been through it too. Yeah. So then you're like, though, no. oh, it's also just like generational trauma. Yeah. <laughs> like passing it this on. This is how we do things. Exactly. There's no fucking crying in baseball. <laughs> like, it's like I that. mean, I get it too because I've not usually an emotional person either. Yeah. So some a lot of times crying makes me uncomfortable and I'm like, but yeah, so sometimes handling those emotions can be a little intense for others. Yes, uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. And then some people, like I said, are not going to respond to you yelling at them in any kind of way. Exactly. So it's fine. But All you're going to do, if you yell on my face, I'm not going to cry. I'm going to get real angry. <laughs> Exactly. But I still did giggle when I watched that scene. Mainly because, like I said, the the line where he's talking about when his family like came all the way and he got yelled at by his coach in front of everybody. But I like when the ump also is like, yeah, yeah, and they're like, yeah get him out of here. So it's like they kind of justify it. Try to justify it. 
Because that's where you're like, oh, they're trying to make it a little endearing. I'm like, oh, he gets out of there. And then he's like, oh. And in the end, he tries not to yell at her when he just says this yeah. weird, like, stroke shake <laughs> something. Trying to, to repress his rage. <laughs> I did. I also giggled when they were doing that, um, like, commercial reel. Yes, yes. And the like, news reels. Yeah. yeah. And there's her kid sister, Kit, who's as single as they come. <laughs> yeah. And she was like. Horrified. Yeah. What the fuck? So they did have some really funny parts, like in the movie. John Lovett's character in the beginning was ridiculous. And I thought funny. that was hilarious. How my favorite quote of his was <laughs> when she was like, Well, they only get paid 30 at the dairy. And he's like, Well, this would be more, wouldn't it? <laughs> everything he it said. So was sarcastic to everything. So it's sarcastic. So <laughs> And even when Marla, and they meet Marla, you face, you're like, fuck you, John Lovett. <laughs> oh, she does look like a little... Like turtle. Like a turtle or like, like a little, little turtle. some kind of like owl to me. Yeah. <laughs> hide behind her hair. Yeah. Because when she gets her hair fixed and her makeup on, you're like, oh, she's pretty. Yeah. Like, oh, because that's also, they have in between the baseball montages... They do try to establish the friendships that the women have made um, with a scene where they basically poison the Ms. chaperone. Miss Cuthbert. I was like, poor Miss Cuthbert. She gets poisoned. Sexually harassed. Sexually harassed. Multiple times by Jimmy. Um, that driver throws a dirt throws pot in her fucking face. In her face. <laughs> and then he like sexually assaults her on the bus and then terribly insults her immediately afterwards. <laughs> That, like that scene with like when he's like eh, eh, making such a big deal and she's like like well I guess I should be wiping my mouth off too because ew you know but I was well, she like, has like dirt all over it so <laughs> poor Miss Cuthbert I, I was know, like she's man. just doing her fucking job that's true very true getting harassed <laughs> <laughs> yes the driver though throwing the dirt in her face and he's just like <laughs> I was like, like oh no, shit no no. She's like, all right, well, I guess that's where I draw the line at asking. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so this go around, though, watching it. Like I said, we've gone over um, Bill Pullman showing up. And that was the part, too. It happened so suddenly. Yeah, as soon as Betty Spaghetti's husband dead. And then literally the next scene, she's, like, crying in her room. I guess probably of relief, and she misses her husband and everything. And then, oh, lo and behold, he shows up. Yeah, with a cast on his foot. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, well, that's convenient. Yeah. And then she, as we've discussed, is like, okay, well, I'm done now. Well, and you were in a hospital, obviously getting your foot fixed. You couldn't write? Couldn't write nobody? Couldn't send a letter? Yeah, right? I I don't know. It was just all kind of that whole... It's like they just slapped it together. Is weird. Yeah. Yeah, the whole ending is just kind of weird. And again, when... Once it was kind of all said and done, I was kind of like, oh, well. And you only played for one season and they made a whole movie about you? Yeah. Like, <laughs> what's the fucking point? I guess she was the best. She was the Yeah, well, the that's diamonds. what they say. Oh, she was the best player there ever was. No, I've never heard of her. Oh, she only played a year. Yeah. Like, for no reason she only played. I don't know. Yeah. It does was this just go around? Because I love this movie so much. And we were even talking about how I'm like, man, I think I like every Gina Davis movie. I mean, obviously, I still like this movie. Right. It was fine. But. I'll still watch it again. Yeah, but probably not for a while, though, just because I'm like, oh, yeah, it has that disappointing fucking ending. I did still enjoy Rosie O'Donnell and Madonna's riff on each other. Yeah, they had a really good chemistry. And I did read facts about that, too, that they said that because Madonna in 92. It's like, and when they felt like peak Madonna, this is prime Madonna. Yeah, yeah. like you are like at where she was she just was so fucking pretty, so huge of a, yeah. uh, I mean, like in pop culture yeah. and yeah, an entertainer, um, everywhere. I mean, it's like fucking Beyonce now, you know, right. like you have Taylor Swift or whatever, right. like someone on that like crazy level of notoriety, really. Um, it was her and Michael Jackson. Like, yeah. Was, like, like, King and Queen of Pop. So even the other actors and people there, they said, we're kind of intimidated being around Madonna, you mm-hmm. know, or, or just like oh, starstruck a little bit. So Rosie O'Donnell was the only person 
who wasn't like that. She's like, fuck you, Madonna. <laughs> like, <laughs> basically, Percy O'Donnell didn't give two shits who Madonna was. I love that. And that's what I love about that. People always talk shit about Rosie O'Donnell. I don't know much about her, like, real personal politics or anything like that. I just know when I was a kid, I loved Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially I watched this movie. the Rosie O'Donnell show after school a lot. I was really in Harriet the Spy, and yeah. she was, like, yeah. one of the supporting, you know, like, the adult kind of supporting character in that movie. Um... Thought she was really funny. In this movie, I really liked her, too. Like, she was the loud mouth, you know, kind of, like, lady. Comedy relief. Comedy relief. Um, always had kind of the witty one-liners. Uh, yeah, so I've, I've kind of always liked Rosie O'Donnell. And I think I think her with, yeah, and then with Madonna, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. I like, like their bounce off each other. Mm-hmm. But her, the way she acted in this movie totally reminded me of Tarzan, the animated movie. What about it? She's a voice actor in it. She's one of the girls. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. We watched a lot of Tarzan <laughs> when my son was little. And her character was this. Like, this was her character as a gorilla. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I completely forgot yeah. that that was, she was voice one of the gorillas yeah. in there. So I always have, I have like, watch, oh, I like Rosie. I, <laughs> I might like need to watch that me. one again. I haven't yeah, watched Tarzan. Good. I mean, Phil Collins does a soundtrack. Yeah. He Kick went hard. Out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I think we have pretty much covered the bases of uh, this movie. Covered the bases. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got him. I got him. <laughs> so witty. Yeah, it's a very, like, again, I can't reiterate enough. Just the very formulaic, like, montage, epic 90s film. Mm. Historical, you know, kind of, yeah, that little bit of historical. Oh, and I have another fun fact. Yeah. You know... Shirley Baker, the one that couldn't read. Yes. Did you see who she was? She looked familiar. She's. I didn't go. Anne Cusack, related to. She's a Cusack. She's a Cusack. Yeah. Joan and John. Yes. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I love the Cusacks. Yeah. I I was like, oh, I can see it now. (gasps) That just gave me an idea. We should do that for September or something. The next theme, maybe. Yeah, some Cusacks. (laughs) Some Cusack love. Cusack love. <laughs> Ew. Not <laughs> that way. Cusack. I don't know. I'm just spitballing ideas out here. Mm-hmm. We'll think on it. We'll think on it. Well, that was a league of their own. So next month, back to school. Now and then is what we will be kicking off with. And as always, you can find us at Film Gazers on Instagram and the Facebooks, mm-hmm. and the Twitters. <laughs> and the Discords. Yep. And uh, if you're wanting to join that Discord, the link is on our Twitter. We'll pinned right there at the top. And <laughs> <laughs> we, again, have been neglecting it. This mm. is our... We're going through a lot right yeah. now, okay? Yeah. It's summer. It's busy. Stressful. You name it. We've had it. <laughs> <laughs> the end. The end. <laughs> We promise we'll be back at it. It's on the up and up. Uh huh. And hey, at least we've we are being consistent with recording the episode. Regardless, that's what fucking matters. Yes. So fuck Instagram. <laughs> so props to us. <laughs> We're still doing it. I'm still getting myself pound back. I'm still standing. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> All right. So with that, time to hit the dusty trail. Until next time. Later, Later, taters. taters. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.